Hello, everyone. It's great to have you with us. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. So getting into it today, I know that this life is not easy and that we always will have struggles. But included in that, the greatest struggle we will always have, at least until we leave this all behind, is a spiritual one, especially if you've made the decision to follow Christ. What makes the spiritual struggle so difficult is that everything in this world tells you either not to believe in Christ and to disregard God's word. At the very least, this world and all the forces involved with it will try to instill the seed of doubt. Fighting the world's influence is one of the greatest challenges that a follower of Christ can ever face. We'll talk a bit more about this later on. As part of today's prayer time, I would like to help you focus on the country of Indonesia. I'm sure you are all aware of the earthquake and tsunami that hit this nation last week, leaving hundreds dead and great devastation. Indonesia is not the most Christian of places, but the Lord said we should pray and try to help everyone without exception. So I would encourage you to pray for those few believers that are over there that may have been affected by all this. But of course, we should pray for everyone. And if we know that many do not believe in Jesus Christ, then we should pray so that God uses this event to bring them to the gospel that can offer them eternal life and comfort, even in the greatest moments of personal tragedy. So let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, may you be praised and worshipped forever and ever. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy, for your grace, Lord God, for your salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, um, I pray, Heavenly Father, for, for what happened in Indonesia, Lord God, with this earthquake and tsunami, Lord. And Lord, there's so many people that, are, that were lost. I pray, Heavenly Father, for those that were left behind and they're still dealing with the tragedy of, of loss and just, you know, loss of life and loved ones, Lord God, and financial loss and just so many things. Heavenly Father, please have mercy on them. Please help them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we might be able to help them somehow in a, in a practical kind of way as well, Lord God. Give us the means to be able to do that. But above everything, Lord God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may speak to them through your Holy Spirit, that you might send servants, O oh Lord, that might be able to speak to them, to talk to them about you, Lord, to share the gospel with them. Heavenly Father, I pray that you may uh, work through the power of your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus now that you may that you may guide us through your word, through your Holy Spirit, that you may help us to understand what we need to understand and to do what you want us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about what the world's influence is generally about and how we should react to it, especially if we want to please God and lead a life of blessing. Today's scripture reading which will be the basis for what we'll be talking about today, is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. And it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm going to start with a quote from someone who's not necessarily a role model, but yet 
he said something that could help us understand certain things a little better. Paul Joseph Goebbels was a German politician and Reich minister of propaganda in Nazi Germany, basically one of Hitler's key people. Goebbels said this, A lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes a truth. What did he mean by that, and how does this relate to our intro passage? Well, he is referring to the power of repetition, that if you repeat something, even a lie, no matter how outlandish it may seem, many times over and over, people will start thinking that the lie is actually true. In this day and age, there's an incredible and powerful influence over many people in this world. And that influence is not something that benefits you nor anyone, no matter how attractive and enticing it may seem to be. So the first thing we need to understand and identify is the actual problem. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So this world influence is caused by a spiritual enemy, and that is Satan and those lost spirits that work for him, of course. The Bible teaches that Satan is the father of all lies. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 also says this, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." So again, this worldly influence is something evil that has overtaken most forms of communication, whether it's many sources of media, ideologies, people in general, and so on. Even though God is God, Satan is running the show, at least within the confines of what God allows him to run inside of. But nonetheless, the involvement is pretty deep, and it is all over the place, and the influence is consistent and contagious. So if you do not belong to Christ, or rather, have not surrendered your life to Christ, you are part of this world system. But if you have given your life over to Jesus, then you have crossed over and left behind this dark spiritual influence. At least, you don't belong to it anymore. But if you haven't yet, then I don't have good news for you. If you want to stay that way especially, if you choose not to give yourself over to God, you are under the direct influence of that which is according to the prince of the power of the air and form part of those sons of disobedience. And when that is the case, you are basically letting the sin within your flesh and external dark forces run your life. Nothing good will come out of that, I guarantee it. Jesus said that getting dragged into the world system is pretty easy, and most people follow it, for it is written, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So it is relatively easy to follow the world's current. You don't need to employ a lot of effort to avoid what's out there. But if you don't want to follow Satan's constant harassment, then you have to fight. 
You need to deal with this somehow through the Lord and His Word. We also read this in Luke chapter 13. He says this, And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem, speaking of Jesus. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. So you really don't need to be a part of a larger group that is speeding towards perdition. You can fight and strive to enter through the narrow gate. Through the Lord, things can change. Everything can change through Jesus. Now there are a few things that you need to bear in mind if you want to know, just not only to just know how to win the battles, but also more importantly, to win the war. Because that's what it's all about. One of the first things is that you need to make God's word your main source for instruction and guidance. If you start going by your own opinions or by the ideals and standards set by the world, you will, of course, begin adopting and practicing those things that are neither spiritually profitable to you and to others that surround you. You need to embrace God's word as the only truth and let it work in you. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word can do great things in your life. His word will transform you. His word is what ultimately you need so you can renew your mind effectively and overcome Satan's propaganda machine, if you will. The Bible teaches us that what happens when you let God's word work in your life. This is what Psalm 1 has to say. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, meaning the word of God. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish." The other thing to keep in mind is that you need to be careful with your relationships. The Bible teaches in the book of James, it says this, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Your intimate relationships cannot be with people that still belong to that world system to those folks that are still under this power of dark influence. If you are a follower of Christ, you need to do what Jesus did, which was to have contact with all people, but for the sake of sharing God's truth with them. But his close and more intimate relationships were with those that had godly fear, with those that believed wholeheartedly in him. In this case, Your most intimate relationships and friendships should be with people who are in Christ, who desire to follow and obey the Lord faithfully, and that will help you do the same. You need to surround yourself 
with good influences and spiritual support. So, if you want to be transformed and changed and be blessed in every kind of way in your life, surrender your life to Christ if you haven't done so already. Strive to walk the narrow path. Don't go the easy way. Make God's word the standard and example to follow for every aspect of your life. And finally, be careful with your personal relationships. No one said that this would be easy, in particular fighting against Satan and his influence on the world, but it's the only way to have God's salvation and blessing in your life here and forever. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to understand what this world is really about and what Satan wants to do. He ultimately wants to destroy our lives. He wants for us to be lost. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to see things clearly and to understand the things that we need to stay away from. Help us, O Lord, to ultimately embrace life, to embrace you, to embrace your word, and also to embrace those, Lord God, that, that mean to follow you, that mean to do the right thing, Lord God, before your eyes. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to understand that so that we in turn can not only grow and prosper spiritually, Lord God, in our own lives, but when we do that, when we do grow in you and when we become strong in you, is the way that we will also be able to help those that are around us that need you, Lord God. Because the world needs you. People need salvation. People need your gospel, Lord God. But how will they be able to even see or hear that gospel in our lives if we are not walking the way that we need to be walking? If we are not careful with the things that we're doing? Lord God, we know that this is a daily struggle. It's easy to get sucked into the world. Everything around us beckons to do it. Heavenly Father, help us, O oh Lord, to keep our eyes set on you and that you become our main influence in every aspect of our lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every listener. I pray for wherever they're at, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God. Give them more of your word. Give them more of your understanding. Open their eyes, Lord God, and help them to see things clear and clear as the days go by. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as always, please feel free to write us. Uh, we love to answer questions if you have any questions. So uh, we always love to hear from you. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. May God bless you.